Welcome to today's show. Today, I have Jennifer Long of Be So Inspired with me. Welcome, Jennifer. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. I appreciate being here. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Me too. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait to start. Yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, tell us how you got into quilting. What was your journey? And I mean, don't spare us on any details because I want to know all the things. So... <laughs> Yeah, so um, so my name is Jennifer Long. Um, my company is called Be So Inspired. And um, just a little bit about me first, maybe, is um, I'm a mom to four. So I have four preteens and teens. Uh, my husband and I live in the prairies on an acreage, but I actually am a city girl, born and raised. But um, 21 years ago, got married to my husband, and we moved out to his hometown. So um, loving that the world is turning um, digital, which is enabling us to be able to like reach further, make further friends and uh, like just really, um, it's really moving the industry along. And that's super exciting about that. Yeah. And you have location freedom too, right? So that's really, really exciting. So um, a little bit about how I started sewing. Well, I've always been really crafty and very creative. So, um, and very, very artsy. So I started dancing at a very young age. I took ballet and I actually ended up um, becoming a professional ballet dancer. I trained uh, half day school, half days dance in a professional ballet company. And while I was doing that, um, it was like a four story, big, huge dance um, professional company building. And on the third floor, was um, the costume wardrobe. And it was this massive, beautiful room with windows all on one side, um, you know, a huge workforce of seamstresses. And they were making all of the amazing costumes that you would see for a ballet, like the boning and the feathers and the tutus and all of the things, the sequins and everything. And we got to walk by there. Sometimes we got to go in there and actually try on the costumes for fittings. And it was such a transformative, magical place because you would do all this hard work um, you know, all day, and then you'd get to go in there and it would just transform who you were. And yeah. I remember at a very young age thinking like, wow, <laughs> it's actually where all the magic happens. <laughs> and um, My grandmother owned a fabric and a knitting shop as well. So when I go to her place, we go there for the summer, for the weekends, she would teach me actually on, to make doll clothes Wow. And to knit. And so I started knitting my own leg warmers and designing my own dance costume. She kind of helped me with that. She made wedding dresses and lots of things like that too. Mm. So I sort of learned from my mom and from her. And um, pretty soon people started asking me to start making stuff for them. I was still in school, like I was still dancing, but I loved sewing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it sort of branched out um, that way. And then as I got near the end of graduation, I thought, well, what if I get injured? <laughs> what will I do for a career? You know, you start realizing that you're, you know, you're not invincible and I can't maybe dance forever. And so I still hadn't really clued in that I could have, even though my, my grandmother was making a living in the sewing industry, I didn't really clue in that you could make a living in the sewing industry yet. Yeah. It was kind of maybe naive or I don't know. So I went and did my early childhood education degree because I loved children mm -hmm. and I did it in the evenings. And so um, I, after that, I became, um, <laughs> I ran a dance studio um, for wow. six, for six years. And I had um, 300 plus students in my dance studio and we made costumes. So because I loved sewing so much and I had all this experience, I did formulate like a little team of seamstresses and, we got to design the costumes and sew the costumes for our recitals. Oh, wow. And it was quite a wonderful um, time. 
And um, then six years into our marriage and into the studio, we had our first son. And when I held him in my arms, well, first of all, I thought I could have it all. And then when I held him in my arms, I realized that I just, I just wanted to stay home. <laughs> and I wanted to be able to put him to bed and working um, in a dance studio, you know, I was working every evening and on the weekends basically opposite of my husband, which we did for the first two years of my son's life, because, you know, we were able to like tag off on care and all the things, but mm -hmm. I didn't, we didn't get to be like the family that I had sort of envisioned in my head. And I got pregnant with my second child at the time, my daughter, and I decided I was going to sell my dance studio. So I sold my dance studio, but and being the entrepreneur and the um, like energetic person that I am, I just, I loved being home. I loved my children. I loved working with my children, teaching them, but I just, you know, wanted something that was my own too. So I started sure. sewing for my own kids, you know, all the things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> quilting. I mean, I was quilting before that a little bit too, because I mean, I just love touching fabric and all the things about fabric, <laughs> like color, texture, cutting it, piecing mm -hmm. it together. So, you know, I always quilted, but you know, I had purpose for quilting because I had children that had crib quilts and then, you know, moved into beds and all the things. So I started really doing that. And my daughter especially started playing with, you know, like dolls and lots of different toys. And I was thinking, mm -hmm. really wanted her to have a doll that had a healthy body image. Right. And I also wanted her to have a soft doll. And this was, you know, like 16 years ago when they, you know, saw like rag dolls weren't really back in um, like they are now. Um, mm -hmm. And so I started sewing her and both my kids really like toys and dolls and, you know, play mats, play quilts, all of this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And it was like the light bulb went off to me. It was pretty groundbreaking because I could see firsthand in my own kids that they took different care of the stuff that I made for them. Mm. So mm -hmm. like, the plastic dolls and, you know, the trucks, we had them all, loved them all, you know, but they got left out. They got stepped on, the pieces got lost, but the stuff that I made, even, even if mommy didn't make it, like even if grandma made it or somebody else, mm -hmm. like my kids innately knew that it was like made with love. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, this is yeah. amazing. You know, like this is teaching so many, um, so much on so many levels, right? Like they were teaching yeah. care and respect and, mm -hmm. So I decided, okay, this is what I'm called to do, you know? So yeah. it was pretty cool because I decided that, you know, so with my, you know, years of aesthetics from dance and, you know, mm -hmm. and doll making for my own kids and all my sewing experiences, I was going to put those all together. And I started training hard. I took <laughs> an embroidery digitizing course. I learned mm -hmm. um, the Adobe suite. I learned all the things about like designing all of, you know, the industry standards for all of that stuff. And, um, was able to stay home for all four of my kids, um, ghostwriting quilt patterns actually for uh, various um, fabric companies and other oh. designers. And I got some very big contracts for doll making actually with um, some overseas um, production and stuff. So I was able to stay home and I was thinking, wow, this is really amazing. I am doing what I'm so passionate about um, at home, like at nap time while my kids are, you know, or like working in and around our schedule. And it was amazing. It's an awesome time that I could be there with my kids and still do mm -hmm. something that I was so passionate about. Yeah. And um, when they all went to school, I decided I was going to give everything into um, 
this business and this career. And I was able to become a fabric designer with my top favorite fabric company, which is Riley Blake Designs. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, have I have 150 patterns on my website. And it's just, it's just been an amazing journey doing sew alongs and quilt alongs and meeting so many amazing people along the way in the industry. So it's been yeah, um, yeah. yeah, really exciting blogging. I love doing that too. So I hope, is that a little bit of, that's a bit of how yeah. I got here. That's how I got yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. No, that's perfect. Cause I think like, they're like, oh, you know, I started when I was this age and that's it. And I'm like, okay, and, and like, we're, I do think like he, as human beings, we're just so multifaceted and like, I want to know all of it. Cause I'm just so interested in other people and like how we all got to where we are. And so I really appreciate you sharing everything you did because it's just so great to know that like you have such a rich background and it's not you weren't just like oh I was just bored one day so I decided to sew like you really like dug in and really made it a part of who you like incorporated the things that you love into doing it and so I just I love that it's it's really really interesting isn't it because um there's never really a straight path, you know, to where mm -hmm. we want to go in life. Like, you know, so if you're here and you want to be, let's say you want to be a fabric designer and get here, it's yeah. not this path that just goes straight. It's lots of like here and here and detours mm -hmm. and, you know, like yeah. all the things, my youngest kid had surgery, like, you know, it's all of these things in life that, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's so cool how they kind of bring you. And then actually like, you can still get there, but, um, yeah. yeah, on that journey. It's really, really amazing. And my journey is not over. I have like other aspirations and goals too. So it's so cool how when you look forward and get to get to one spot, then you think, mm -hmm. okay, so I'm so proud of myself and you can enjoy it. But then you, you know, you decide, you know, where do I want to take this next? Or what mm -hmm. do I want to do with this now? Right. Yeah. And it, it evolves and changes all the time. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with Brene Brown, but one of the things that I love that she says in her um, the gifts of imperfection book is that you can be a flashy. So she talks about like, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into like one thing. Like we all have different aspects of who we are as people. And so, you know, I think I put a lot of my identity into being a teacher and I'm not doing it anymore. So when I realized it wasn't working for me, um, it was really hard for me to let go of that because I had tied so much of who I was to that even though I was already quilting and I was doing lots of other crafty things and I've always been interested in having a business and all that kind of stuff. Like it felt really hard to let go of that identity piece, but like, I'm still teaching in different ways and, you know, not formally or anything like that, but I have other opportunities where I can use my skills and just being a slashy. So a teacher slash quilter slash business owner slash mom slash wife slash daughter, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know and you know and, and you are teaching because that's exactly what this podcast is right it's it's inspiring it's you know teaching it's learning so like yeah. you still are using those skill sets and all those skill sets can, you know can pull together and and lead you yeah. to you know one greater thing and who we are as individuals it's really neat yeah 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 so it's been that's so fun I that's so cool that you were a professional dancer too like that's such a like a jump of like but at the same time like you saying like the costumes and all I'm like oh that does make sense like I just remember you know growing up with a mom who could sew and do all the things and what you're saying about the kids taking care of the things that you made them and I know I for one you know any blankets that or quilts or afghans or whatever anything that family made me I had like a special little place I would put them and those are the ones I played with the most and and I still have a lot of them 
some my nieces and nephew like we set them aside and let them play with it because like I didn't have girls and my my stepsons were you know kind of past that age when I <laughs> met them and you know became their stepmom and so but yeah I can I can attest to like it means something you're like oh my gosh they made this for me <laughs> and my mom used to make outfits and stuff for me too so I just I love and, that connection and being able to feel that and just know like, yeah, they did. Yeah, they loved your stuff. <laughs> and we all want to feel appreciated and love, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't even, like what I'm learning on this journey, this creative journey that, you know, I have niched down to, you know, make dolls and early early years quilts. But, mm-hmm. but that is not just my clientele because what is so interesting is that, you know, because we all have this innate like desire to feel um, loved and appreciated and happy that, you know, if I was to make you this doll and give this doll to you and say, you are my superhero, you know, that would make you feel loved and special. And, you know, you probably put it on, on your shelf in your sewing room and you don't have to play with it like a child would, but it brings a different level of um, joy and, you know, whimsy and everything else. And so that's, a part that I, that's been unveiled that I didn't realize at first yeah. was going to be, you know, that you were going to reach all those other populations that you didn't know you were going mm-hmm. to reach. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think too, people want to do everything at first. And and I know I was like having trouble, like, what are we going to offer? Like, what's our thing going to be? And trying to figure that out. Cause it's like, well, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. And I'm like, oh, I'm just, you know, with me and my mom, it's just the two of us running our business. So like how many hours in the day do we actually have and how much brain power? And, you know, we're like, maybe we should just like not do that anymore. Like pretend that that never existed or, you know, just niching in. But then it's also crazy how quickly your people will find you too. Once you niche in and you get to the heart of what your heart is, how quickly people are like, I'm with you. I'm yours. You've got me, you know? And, and I think for you, you're touching people's inner child. And that is huge to me. Like I'm a huge advocate of like loving your inner child and letting that inner child explore and have fun. Even as an adult, like I tap into my inner child all the time. I'm like, all right, baby, we're going on an inner child date and we'll watch a Disney movie. And you know, it probably seems crazy, but it just seems like, like, yeah, if you start, you know, we all start loving all of the things. I mean, no, let me correct that. I love all of the things, you know, like Mm -hmm. beyond my studio doors, I have a really pretty farmhouse that doesn't have, you know, like a bazillion colors in it. You know, it has a fireplace and it has farmhouse quilts and I make them, I even design them and all the things, but you quickly realize that, like you said, you don't have enough hours in the day, number one, to do all Mm -hmm. of the things. And what it really starts to feel like home when you start to lean into, I guess, you know, all of your experiences and all of your callings, because we can't be everything to everybody. No, but you know, I hope that, you know, I can be a small thing to lots of people so that if they have a grandchild or if they have someone that needs a little pick me up in the hospital, or if they have that, you know, they might think, Oh, Jennifer Long, be so inspired. I'm going to go look there and see what she has that can bring you know, a bit of sunshine today. And yeah, so it's, it's really, it's scary to niche down at first because Mm -hmm. you feel like you're saying um, no to other Mm -hmm. things. But if you don't say no to some things and you're just saying yes to so many things and you can't really get focused. So, right. 
And I should say every quarter, <laughs> no, four <laughs> times a year, I take a look at what I'm doing and I go, okay, I'm getting distracted over here. <laughs> and, you know, oh, shiny object over here. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. Like, you know, so mm -hmm. I try to like find my quarter and like keep myself focused because as artists, yeah. you know, we get distracted really we easy. Really yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's so many fun things to do and so many fun and different ways to like have those creative outlets, but then it's like, Oh, right. I'm a business too. Like I'm not just a crafter. I'm not just a maker. Like I'm also a business owner and responsible to my clients and responsible to myself as a business, as a brand. And like, I mean, not that we're a huge business or anything, but like, you know, that, that has to take some risk or some importance and like priority in the level of like okay am I gonna go off on this tangent or am I gonna stay here and kind of focus on this path and and so, even yeah. to your listeners that are makers so I'm not sure your audience if lots of them are makers themselves or mm -hmm. you know just lovers yeah. of crafts or where they are on their business journeys or if they're just you know making for fun but if they mm -hmm. are making to sell you know even niching down um on their product line mm -hmm. Will like help you know help their audience know what they want their customers to come back. It'll just help with their marketing. It'll help with their branding and all of all of that side of it too. So it really is. Yeah. It's it could be scary. And there's nobody saying that you can't ever pivot, right? Like especially you can totally pivot whenever you mm -hmm. want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that's that piece of like being true to yourself, knowing who you are, knowing where you came from, and understanding like where you want to go. And, and I think that can be hard for people too, just like knowing, oh, yes. knowing where they're at and where they want to go. And like how that, like how is hard for people because you can yes. come up with a why and you can come up with a what, but the how is like, <laughs> especially and, if you're not like looking too far in, in ahead can be overwhelming too. And it can almost freeze you. I mean, mm -hmm. even where I like we're all where we, where we all are, right? It can freeze yeah. us where we are. Mm -hmm. And so like, yes, having that huge goal and even speaking it out loud is amazing. But, you know, just seeing the steps that you need to do to to get there, right? And breaking it into mm -hmm. little chunks, like yeah. looking at the huge grocery list for Christmas dinner is so overwhelming. But if you're like, yeah. okay, I'm on the fruits and vegetable aisles. What fruits and vegetables do I need? You know, mm -hmm. you can just break it down a lot easier and that's just how yeah that's how I look at my my business and my creative journey. yeah 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 it's like yeah what can you do now that's going to help you it, you know eventually help you down the road but like what can you do now that will help you get there and I think that's that's ultimately you know like you got to inch your way in sometimes and and that's okay and and sometimes you know you just make and you're never a business and that's perfect too it's like not everybody has to make money from their hobbies and I think that's what I'm like one of my husband's mine and my husband's like arguments if you want to call it an argument but um because we don't really fight but uh he loves to like think of business ideas and every hobby I've ever had he's like you should I'm like don't no. tell me to sell it <laughs> but unfortunately I gave in with quilts because my mom and I wanted a long arm so bad because once we learned we were like oh, we yes. want to keep doing this forever because it's the it's like we love making quilts, but long arming it and giving it a personality and bringing it to life is like there's nothing like it. It's so fun. And long arming is like it's like putting the icing on the cake. So you know you could have yeah. your quilt pieced, but when you get beautiful long arming, and it you know 
it it just sort of it hides any imperfections mm -hmm. it you know it gives it the texture it sort of gives it right away this warmth and it just really finishes it and it's so yeah, yeah it's just sort of like you know putting like putting the gravy on that turkey and boy I'm talking about a lot of yeah. food today yes I know. I, it's <laughs> fine I love food so I'm, I'm here for it <laughs> yeah so oh, well yeah. so when you like are feeling kind of overwhelmed or like you know do you do you have like a a comfort craft that you kind of lean into when you're feeling like maybe things are going awry or you're not quite sure what your next steps are? Is there something that you kind of lean more into to, to get yourself more centered and, and focused? That is a super interesting question. I love it, actually. <laughs> That's a really interesting question because um, we can't forget why we, you know, came into this industry. And so, so much of this job, like I, got into this industry because I love sewing, but so much of this job actually isn't behind the sewing machine anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So much of it is like behind the computer screen, um, mm -hmm. you know, or photographing or like blogging, things like that, right? So when I do get the time to be behind the sewing machine and I try to make time, you know, <clears throat> multiple times every week to do that, it's really the like the repetitiveness of like chain piecing something mm -hmm. that can really it's just so soothing and relaxing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I'm going to make, I always say, if I'm going to make one block, I might as well make 30 because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's going to be good for the soul. And, mm -hmm. you know, I get to work with more fabric and yeah. all the things like it just is. You know, so, so I would say definitely like my therapy would be mm -hmm. chain piecing, you know, or like repetitive mm -hmm. sewing like that mm -hmm. for sure. hundred percent or, and, yeah. or, which I never get time. Sorry. You're asking yeah. the question. So no, this is good. Um, and or cross stitch, actually. Okay. I don't have in my business at all, but yeah. I started cross stitching when I was really young. And cross stitch is really therapeutic because you can do it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it's same thing, very repetitive, right? Like you're just making mm -hmm. little X's everywhere. Yeah. Same yeah. stitch over and over, different colors. So yeah. 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 Oh That's man, my... I haven't thought about cross stitching in so long my like my mom used to cross stitch all the time when I was younger and um you know taught me how and so I we do have them somewhere some cross stitch pieces but I've never gotten back into it but crochet is my comfort thing because it's Ooh, same yes. thing repetitive you're just making those little chains and you're just going along I you know and it, I I think it's like a I don't know if it's like fall nesting kind of but as soon as the weather starts to turn I'm like I need to make every hat and scarf <laughs> that pops in my head and I'll buy skeins of yarn and I'll whip stuff up and then I'm like okay I'm good and then I move along but I know that's chain piecing I yeah you're just beating it through you're like all right let's go it's, it's yeah it's just it's so wonderful and to see you know it just and and like I really love productivity you know I mean like mm -hmm. just like the next person and so chain piecing you know, sort of like tick all the boxes right because you're right. being highly productive mm -hmm. you, you know you're working with all the fabric and and yeah. yeah so and it's very relaxing so and actually that's yeah. been a lot of my um thinking and ideas for either fabric collections come or mm -hmm. or new patterns or thinking about next quarter stuff um we have a membership on our site as well and it's um, like a pattern membership so kind of combined all of the words um worlds together so we have like a quilt block a month and a doll pattern a month and then usually like a stuffy and then a craft so they get something every week it's, you know really really wow. really economical it's less than one pattern cost a month it's really an amazing we had two memberships we had a quilting membership and a doll membership and we this summer pulled them together okay. for a cheaper price to like actually just 
share the value because we were doing the work for both. And we thought everybody might as well enjoy it all. And it's been amazing. So yeah, it's been really fun to just like, you know, think about what's coming next quarter and for all of these different, you know, pulling those all together and people that were quilters that hadn't tried dolls before are trying Mm -hmm. them. And people that are doll makers that hadn't tried quilting before are trying them or crafts. So it's really, it's really awesome. And it's what we're trying to do in this whole industry, right. Is like lift each other up. So Mm Yeah, exactly. That's so fun. I love that. And yeah, it encourages people like you're going to get the patterns anyway. You might as well try them if you want to. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you have to go out of your way to get it. That's right. so smart. But we made it so that, the, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, it was sort of a brainchild over the last few years, actually, and mm-hmm. trial and error with these other memberships. But I love it because even if they only wanted the doll pattern, it's still cheaper than just buying the doll pattern. It's right. five for the month, right? So it's cheaper oh, yeah. than even buying a doll pattern. So even if they just use the one pattern a month that they're getting their whole value, but then they're getting all these extra things. And so it kind of is mm-hmm. inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Hmm. I might have to join. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My husband will be like, what is this? <laughs> Dolls, really I know, yes. <laughs> yeah. He honestly wouldn't care. He'd be like, what are you making now? I know. Um, that's yes. so fun. Opening up possibilities and like access to things is like one of one of the parts of doing what I'm doing that I'm so passionate about is like not gatekeeping this industry because I think there tends to be this like preconceived notion that if you're a quilter, you're a stuffy, grumpy old person. And I mean, that's literally why I started this podcast to <laughs> prove to people it's not true like we're so giving we're so loving everything we do is because we're just excited about the beauty that can come out of this stuff and like generosity abounds and and so much grace and so much grace I I have found that like you know there are times I need I need people's grace and you know Mm -hmm. I'm always the first to to give people grace when they need it too because I think that's just that's what helps us with our customer service because customer service, you know, can be tricky sometimes. Mm -hmm. And if you're always, you know, always putting, always thinking the highest of your customer, always thinking, you know, if I was in that position or giving them grace, how do I need, because maybe like, maybe they don't deserve grace right now, but maybe I don't deserve it tomorrow and I still want it tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's how I want to live my life. It's how I teach my children to live their lives. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and the cool thing is, I feel like the more, like, I just use that word all the time, the more grace you give, actually, it might not come back from that person, but the more it comes back to you, like, mm-hmm. in the world. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's exactly. amazing. Yeah, I, that's something my husband and I talk about all the time. It's just like, the whole purpose of being people, I think, at least in our perspective, and, you know, everybody has their own perspective, but in our perspective, like our goal in our lives here on this planet, in this, in this existence, you know, if we have other lifetimes, cool, if not, whatever, at least we can say that we, we tried, but like being, giving compassion and grace to people, especially when they don't deserve it, because if we're not going to do it, like who else is going to do it for that person? And we would hope that we'd be offered the same and maybe not in the same circumstance with that same person, but eventually down the road. And, and I think you're right. The more you come with that perspective of like, I'm going to give this person the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to assume that nothing actually, like don't assume anything, just, you know, 
look at the and, concrete situation look at yeah. the facts and, and sometimes then don't people just want to be heard like we all like we were talking yeah. about that before right we just want to yep. be heard we just want to be um known that we're appreciated we just want mm -hmm. to be like we all have that that feeling we all want that and so yeah, yeah. and yeah. we want I want it too like you know I want to mm -hmm. feel loved and heard as well so yeah yeah exactly it's like if you can extend that to somebody else then it's like it just opens it up for that to be extended to you as well so I I love that because it is it's huge too especially when you're you're in this space of everybody's creative visions are you know different you know you might have similar things in mind or similar tastes but everybody's vision is slightly different and so just being able to put yours on pause to hear someone else's and then take that information in I was like okay where does this fit in my map of reality you know it it can really shift things for you as a person so I love it. I love that. And Amanda, this is like the perfect segue, if I may. Yeah, please do. <laughs> into like um, a fabric collection of mine that's Ooh. coming out. Um, actually came out in August. So it's already shipping okay. to stores. Um, and it's called Be a Superhero. Oh. And um, if you're watching on um, on the Amanda's, what's your, what's your YouTube channel called? Not your granny's quilt show. Not your, okay, it's called Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Yeah. So if you're watching on her YouTube channel, you'll be able to see some of, you know, the panels and things. But there's also quilt patterns and all, all of the things there. And I just love this segue into it, actually, which we did not plan, listeners. We did not plan this segue, <laughs> but I just thought I'm going to capitalize on this. Yeah, please. Because, um, because Be a Superhero is actually about just that. It's about, like, lifting people up. up. And we've started a hashtag. It's called Superhero Movement. And it's about like thinking about others before ourselves. So like every ordinary person can be a superhero. Like, you know, the child that's going to school, that's, you know, um, standing up to bullies all of the time, or, you know, um, somebody that's helping clean up, you know, your neighbor's dog's business, or, mm -hmm. you know, like um, going to a teacher that's uh, maybe been sick and, and helping them or the grocery store worker, or there's just so many instances, you know, um, visiting someone in a personal care home or going through hospital treatments, um, all of these things, like everybody is, can be a superhero. And we kind of talked about this at the beginning about the realization of, um, you know, dolls and beautiful gifts cannot just be for kids. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that is our hope. And I, I know there's um, guilds making these already. I know that there's um, groups making them for hampers, for um, Christmas mm -hmm. hampers and things like that too. And just even if you wanted to make one for your own spummy um, that's special in your family, but also just, you know, making them to to give and then use that, that hashtag superhero movement the purpose of this collection is actually to lift each other up. So it's so beautiful. I'll just like plug that we're having a free sew along for them in October on the website and the YouTube channel, the Be So Inspired YouTube channel. So mm. if you go over to beSoinspired.com and you just go under fabric collections and you click mm -hmm. on the Be a Superhero one, you'll get all the things. You can sign up for the free PDF downloads to, to make them and you can sign up for the free sew along. And um, yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. So we we're just talking about, you know, what we can do to help others. And, you know, mm -hmm. this is just something that is so dear and close to my heart. Um, 
yeah. yeah, lots of personal reasons for for this too. But lifting up other people is just, uh, you know, is really the basis of of my whole um, creative journey. Yeah, that's amazing. Those are, your dolls are so cute. I love. I did see your horse dolls on your on your Instagram. They're so cute. I was like, oh my gosh, my like, I would have loved those as a kid. But yeah, they're that's amazing. So superheroes are so yeah. cute, and I love that concept. The exciting thing about these panels is that um, I am I'm a professional doll designer. So, like mm-hmm. I said, I've you know I've designed for a lot of big companies um, before that are manufacturing overseas already. Probably they might even have one of the dolls in you know if it's a rag doll, you could maybe even have it. So, I have mm-hmm. the understanding about um, you know taking a two D image and making it three D, which does take some you know learning processes and and skills Mm -hmm. and then also I'm going to walk you through in this along and give you all the tips and tricks on like you know how to make it easy so this is just two pieces of fabric slapped together cut out and slapped together that's all it is but it it turns into this amazing you know doll and there's really um very like beginners could sew this really with you know walking through together and that's Mm -hmm. the whole like the whole passion is that we want to make this as accessible as we can for people too. And, you know, some, I know some guilds are making many of them, so they want them to be as accessible as they can too. So um, it's really exciting. Yeah. That is so cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I can't wait to see, I'll follow the hashtag too, to see like, I want to see what people make and how they're being, you know, distributed and and what people are doing with them. Cause that is so cool. And, and I think too, like, even if they're not going to little kids, just like we were talking about, if they're going to someone who's been a superhero in your life or, you know, just somebody who who needs the encouragement, I just think that's such a cute and fun way to reach them. And I think one of the things that I've really just like, I guess, leaned into as as I've been, you know, progressing on my personal journey and just understanding who I am and and how to be a better person really like leaning into comfort things like not necessarily they're not always things but just like leaning into finding comfort for myself has been really huge and so I think even just something like that would for someone could be such a huge comfort that you may not know by giving it to them but it could just like lead you know lead to them being even further like yeah. happier and feeling cared for and and I if think dolls are not if dolls are not your thing, then the collection has a whole bunch of quilt patterns too. And <laughs> oh my gosh. So fun. So fun because they use, um, some of them use the doll panel. So now I'm going to make your listeners come to your YouTube channel yeah. if they want to see. You better come over here because. They use, oh. It uses the um, doll panels, like applique on the raw edge, applique. So it actually, this one's called comic book. So they can actually, um, it's like a page from a comic book, right? And they can be super-complicated. So and there's cute. lots of different fun quilts. Um, I've kind of been known for BA quilts. I don't know if you've sort of seen those online, but mm-hmm. it's my early childhood um, education background. And it's okay. quilt patterns that, you know, are also, they can actually become the quilt oh. pattern. Uh, so yes, they can actually oh. become my god so it's a whole a whole bunch in the series there too so it's really really fun yes. that is yeah, so, so fun. cool I'm like so giddy right now like that is the coolest so yeah oh so you could be the superhero and then 
flip it around and wear it as your cape, which little kids use blankets as capes all the time. So why not make them one that's specifically for that? I'm so excited right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's I know because we just talked about quilting, how much we love it. And you can long yeah. arm these and yes, send them yeah. over to Amanda. She'll long yeah. arm them. Send them our way. We'll long arm them for you. Oh yes. man, that's so cute. Well, okay. So, and then did you say you have another line coming out soon? Yeah, I actually have two collections, like um, two months apart coming out. Oh. So um, I have a full collection coming out. It's actually, usually there are three colorways, but this has four colorways. So Ooh. it's almost like too many collections in one and it's called Forest Friends. Um, so there is, um, it's about a fox family and the fox oh. family goes on a bat, like a woodland adventure, right? They go camping, mm-hmm. they have s'mores. Um, so there's um, a woodland fox, which is, you know, these like orange foxes and they have these little argyle sweaters that are all cotton. Oh. This is one of the prints in in the fabric too. And then there's okay. an Arctic fox. I have them up there. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. So they are really fun. So there's the doll panels, but we also have a 3d tent um that you can make yeah it's really fun. Oh my gosh <laughs> so oh my fun gosh. a 3d tent with a doll sleeping bag and all the stuff and then there's actually a kid's fox sleeping bag where they actually sleep inside the fox plus oh. you know a full a full range of all of the um all of the fabrics in there too so oh my gosh ah that's yeah, beautiful so it's um you know, we've got a sew along, there's a box kit that's coming in there called sweater season. So if you're not into foxes, there is a, a, a quilt pattern that's just about like mittens and scarves and all the knitting that you said, I almost feel like yeah. I need to pull it out now. And right. um, <laughs> you're like, oh, let me use. Yeah. So, you know, it uses this, like this great print in here, um, mm-hmm. this knitted print and it, it accents it. So We'll be doing lots of things on the website um, and the YouTube channel for the next few months, leading us like actually even into the new year, we'll be doing um, okay. so long for that collection as well. How fun. And then you'll have to watch spring, uh, our fall market, Riley Lake yeah. market, you'll have to watch. Okay. See what's coming new. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. How fun. Yes. <laughs> It is fun. I'm just like blown away. I'm like, okay. Oh my gosh. I might need to start making dolls now. <gasps> yeah, it's really oh good. My gosh. That's so fun. Yeah. Everybody go check it out. Come to the YouTube video so you can see it because you're going to also want to buy it. <laughs> so okay. I'll just show this while while we're here. So it's we're really telling them to come here. So this is the, yeah. the knitted, this is the knitted. Oh. Um, sweater season one and then there's a bench pillow like this and I did oh. tell you that I was um uh, like a, a machine embroidery digitizer that's sort of how I got my start into doll making so I can yeah. make dolls completely in the hoop so if people are into machine embroidery like things like this they can do there's a sewing version but there's also a machine embroidery version mm. and the fun thing about machine embroidery is um you know, if you're having arthritis in your hands and you can't do all the hand embroidery that, you know, we just talked about that we love so much and it's so relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is another avenue for people to still, you know, make the things and be creative and crafting. Or even if you just want like um, the speed of it too, because it is a lot right. faster. So if you are doing, <laughs> if you're doing, you know, like not mass production, but if you, you know, you want to make a lot of Christmas gifts or, you know, you're mm-hmm. selling a lot of things, it does definitely speed things yeah. up too. So for sure. Yeah. We have a, actually both of our Berninas are also embroidery. So we haven't learned very, very much of it. We've just done like simple, just like words and stuff, but I'm like, 
you know, it's I've seen it because uh, at our local quilt shop that we use a lot, they also have they are a Bernina dealer, so they help have like tons of embroidery out as like models and lots of floor models so you can see the different patterns and things and I'm just like gosh they're so stinking cute and it's like yeah like such a quick way to like let your machine do the work but also you end up putting it together so it's not like you didn't make it but oh it's yeah they're beautiful yeah there's still thank you there's still lots of like techniques involved and you know you get to you get to work with fabric um you know I I also like love long arming too. I don't mm-hmm. do it for anybody, but um, <laughs> the reason why I love it too is because you get the chance to work with the fabrics again, right? And this is mm-hmm. why we love this industry and why we love crafting is because we love working with the fabrics. So yeah. no matter how you're working with them, if you're chain piecing them or if you're using the machine embroidery, if you're you know gluing them onto paper, like you're still working with the fabrics, right? And that's mm-hmm. what we have all this common goal of what we love working with. Right. Yeah. It's that textile art and that fabric, you know, just the use of fabric. And I love just seeing all the different things that people come up with and the way they mix different, you know, I don't know what to call it mediums or, you know, different, they're different skills and different, you know, right. Like, would you rather go to a clothing store or a fabric store, a fabric store hand down, right? Yeah. Yeah. No question. Like, I don't need new clothes. The ones I have fit, they're fine. Oh. Like I'll just go buy more fabric. Right. Yeah. Yes. Then yeah. I don't have and to leave I, my house and then I can just stay home and sew the new fabric. So exactly. Exactly. Oh uh, yeah. You get me. This is good. <laughs> oh man. Very good. Well, like besides so besides the the two fabric lines, which not to say that that's like not enough, but do you have anything else coming up? Any other projects or, or things that you're kind of looking towards once these are kind of wrapped up or? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I like to plan in quarters. So I've already, um, I've got like Q4, which is coming up. So the, the end of this year is completely planned. Um, there's like some amazing, uh, tutorials and projects, uh, really some cute wintry things coming um, easy that you can even just do on a Saturday, like, you, you know, um, mm-hmm. we're really right now into like, you know, sewing up some little fruits and vegetables. So there's some cute stuff coming up that way, um, inside the makers club, but also just on the website. And then in the new year, um, I've got this, this sweater season. So along coming up, but, um, also I want to take part in the Riley Blake block challenge. I did that last year again, I was a designer for one of the blocks. So that is a free, um, so along that they, a different designer releases a block every a week. And so, yeah, I'll be doing that for sure with them. It's so fun. Just, you know, good chance to like get exposure to lots of different designers and mm-hmm. yeah. So, and, you know, and then it's like, it just feels like there's like holiday after holiday after holiday to sew for. We got to sew for all the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. I'm like, when am I going to start my Christmas quilt? Because that's going to be here before I know it. And yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, but I'm making all these other things for everybody else. So, which is fine. It's fine. I just, I think we need more time between fall and winter because I want to do all the fall things. You know, I want to sell all the fall things. And then after you sew all the fall things, you're like, whoa, it's winter. I know. I wanted to make new stockings and a tree skirt and you know, all the stuff. And Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. 
like I always joke like okay you got to start your fall sewing in February and you have to start your Christmas sewing in July and so you're not sewing during this actual season right. <laughs> you're just bringing all the stuff you already made out to display because if you're making it during that season it's not going to get done and by the time you get to it it's going to already be February again and so you know and how how many Christmas Eves how many of your listeners here put in the comments how many <laughs> listeners here have sewn on Christmas Eve or <laughs> presents I will put my hand up more years than one. Oh my god oh yes for sure I guess well I wasn't sewing the presents but I was make I make I like to make gift bags oh or gifts like my mom started it and I was like I'm gonna do that too and so we'll just find like clearance yardage and turn it into gift bags different sizes and I had gotten my nieces and nephews those big squash mallow things those like huge <laughs> poofy like stuffed animals I got them each one and I was like How, where am I gonna find a bag to squish these suckers into so she was like just sew fabric I was like oh duh so I went to the fabric store found some just green and white striped fabric that was like four dollars a yard and I was like thank you and I brought it back and I sewed it and I was like it's Christmas Eve shoving them in the bag like oh right oh <laughs> so, my goodness I mean I guess I've done that but yeah, there was a time I, I know we're wrapping up here, but there was a time um, before I was in the designing when my kids were still little, I was mm -hmm. sewing dolls um, at markets and stuff like that. And Christmas is also your busy time. And I would do mm -hmm. a lot of custom orders, which I do not do anymore, but a lot of custom orders for dolls. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you would get people asking on even December 20th, can I, you know, can you please just, you know, make, and I, especially when they were like close, like I got smarter as the years went on and started making, sure. you know, boundaries, but right. you know, it's hard to turn down, you know, cause sometimes the rest of the year is dry. So that's a big time of year for makers is before Christmas. So then, mm -hmm. you know, it's December 22nd and you're like, well, I want to sew for my own children too. Right. So that's why I would be sewing yeah, yeah. pajamas and all the things really oh. late on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's where the no that you have to say sometimes becomes really important because yes. you have your own family to to also impart those things on and and you want to make sure that they have a a good holiday as well and and if you're making stuff for everybody else but not taking the time to make the things that you want to make for them it's like you're now you're neglecting the most important part of your life which is your family right <laughs> it's like full circle right like coming back to like you know, put, making our goal, setting our boundaries so that we can, you know, achieve our goals mm -hmm. and, you know, and then also thinking about like how we can, um, you know, be, be the best that we can be too. Right. Because if we're yep. completely exhausted for Christmas morning, then it's, you know, mm -hmm. it loses it as well too. So, and yeah. also communicating those boundaries, I should say to others, because mm -hmm. how do they know that you can't sew a doll on the, on December 22nd, if you haven't communicated that, right. You can be like, orders are closing on November 30th mm -hmm. out there. Exactly. Right? Yes. And I think that's it. It's like, Oh, or it can be hard. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm going to turn people away or I'm going to hurt their feelings. But really I think if you just communicate clearly and you just say, this is how things are. And most people, 99% of people will respect that and, and respect you for being able to set a boundary and just say, I need time to, to do my best work for you, but also so I can be present for my family and for the things that I need to be present for. And so <clears throat> I'm with you. Like I, boundaries are a really hard thing to learn how to set, but once you do set them and you do it, you know, lovingly and, 
and you're just clear and concise, I think that communication, like you said, is the biggest part of running a business. And, and so people know what to expect from you. And then they're not having to guess. And then you don't end up with crazy emails on December 24th going, and, my and boundaries go? make us, yeah, boundaries make us all feel safe to some degree too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my years as early childhood education, you know, you mm-hmm. need to put some boundaries on kids, obviously not so restrictive. You want them to explore, but they, they do yep. test those boundaries because they want to see if those boundaries are boundaries, you know, and then they can mm-hmm. feel safe and secure in this like security circle. Yeah. And so it's sort of the yeah. same thing too, you know, you can put these boundaries there. It doesn't mean that customers won't ask because they still will ask mm-hmm. and you just give them grace and say, I know that you would really love a doll, but you know, I have this hard deadline of November 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, what I can do for you is I have these dolls in stock, so you can't mm-hmm. get a custom order anymore, but I have these. And then next yep. year you'll know to order before. Yep, exactly. Like I can't do that, but here's what I can do. And here's what we can do in the future. It's just that like, yep. And I think, you know, as a teacher as well, like I taught third grade (laughs) for eight years. So uh, I just have to remember like, all right, I know how to set boundaries. I think when it's hard to remember, like just, you can do it with kids and adults. (laughs) And ourselves. Oh my goodness. How many shiny objects, right? I need them. Like somebody set boundaries for me, please. The boundary when I walk into this fabric store is... And I tell mm-hmm. it to myself, you know, otherwise yeah. it's out there with all kinds of whim purchases that, yeah. you know, I just went in there for elastic mm-hmm. and sure. I have like two bags on the way out. It's yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. That's I, I did set a hard boundary for myself for the rest of this year. I'm not buying any new fabric. <laughs> I have so much and it's ridiculous. And I have like four quilts, like queued up. I have everything I need for them. I just have to make them. And if I buy more fabric, it will just be so overwhelming. And I already have so much like besides those four quilts, you know, tucked away that I'm just like, right. you know what, self, you're just really shooting yourself in the foot here. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, it's you have to. It's because there are so many new things that come out all the time. And there's so many great fabric lines and there's so many great designers and there's so many amazing quilt patterns. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. And you just have to plan, you know, and it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be all or nothing. It can be like, if I can get one quilt, one of these four quilts done, then Mm -hmm. I can buy enough fabric for another quilt. You know, I'll give, I'll give myself that, you know what I mean? Or whatever. You're not saying you have to do that, but I'm just saying like, you know, it doesn't have to be this like setting boundaries Mm -hmm. don't have to be this all or nothing kind of a a deal. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, a thousand percent depends on you and your situation and you know, what is manageable for you. What's manageable for me is to not bring any new fabric into my (laughs) dash because, oh my God, it's a lot. And I like, I feel bad because I keep all of it here at my parents' house because I don't have any I don't have enough space to keep it where I could keep it in my house. And so that just tells you it's too much. So it's okay. Like I'm, I'm very excited to make the quilts that I have the fabric for and they're beautiful. Some of it I've been hanging on to for a long time and it's like old, older tulip pink. And I even forgot I had it. And then I found it when I was cleaning out a closet in my house and I was like, okay, (laughs) I should probably sew with this. And you know what feels really good about all of this too? We're just, we'll circle back to this, like mm-hmm. giving again too is, yeah, like I found quilts that have been like partially made or just mm-hmm. haven't been long armed or kits or things like that, that I just probably know I 
won't get a chance to do mm-hmm. again and paying it forward, you know, like giving it to somebody that maybe is just getting into quilting, yeah. you know, it's sort of like this whole here, thank you for, you know, being amazing. It's just that sort of touch and that like, you know, yeah. pay it forward, giving something good. And so it's not doing me any good to sit here for another 30 years. So, you know, yeah. being able to give it forward or, you know, giving it to guilds because lots of time guilds will um, sew up these quilts and use them to yep. donate as well, which is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's lots of different resources and ways you can, you can pass those things along. So I think that's like, I know we've kind of started going through because my mom has like 10 times as much as I do, but she kind of goes through and she's like, you know what, I'm not going to use this. I don't need it. So we'll either, we do kind of put some fabric up on our Etsy shop as far as like just cuts that we've had for a long time or, you know, just, just stuff that we're not going to use and we've just had it. So it's, it's great fabric. It's just not something that we want to use anymore. And so we're like, Oh, we'll just give someone else an opportunity to have it. But then we also, if it's like more scrappy kind of cuts and stuff, then we'll donate it to our guilds that we're in to, to do the quilts for kids or, you know, what are the special projects that we do? So, yeah. Wonderful. That's so good. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's why we all quilt, right? So mm-hmm. I just love it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wonderful. Exactly. Yes. So, well, thank you so much for talking to me today. I am so, I just feel like rejuvenated and so excited to get sewing right now. So I just really appreciate the conversation and, and thank you for sharing your journey and, all your fun stuff that you have coming up. And so I know we've mentioned it before, but let's just remind our listeners where they can find you online. Sure. Thank you so much, Amanda, for having me here. I really, really appreciate it too. Yeah. So yes, my name is Jennifer Long. My company is called Be So Inspired and it's Be Like a Bumblebee because I really love gardening, but like fruits and vegetable gardening. So Be So, as in we all love to sew. So be so inspired.com. And you can find all the things there. I'm on all the social handles with that um, hashtag or that link as well. Be So Inspired, spelled with B-E-E. But um, definitely if you come over to the website, that's where like all of the links are happening, all the activity. Um, and if you grab the new, the free newsletter, then you'll be in the know for all of all of the goodies that come your way. Perfect. Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll link all that below. And so people can find you easily. And if you are listening, come to the YouTube video so you can see that what she showed us because you'll be inspired too. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. 